Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. But our brand, even though I know Hannah is a Gen Z, technically. Oh, but it's God. like quite inherently millennial. You need me. This is so boring. Like, give me an adjective, yeah, please. Yeah, please. Give me an opinion. Exactly. You have to have a good head shape for that, and you do. Thank that you. Was, luck that was a direct threat to me. <laughs> My head shape. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek Podcast. In today's episode, we talk about how we came up with Cheek, what we wanted it to be, all of our logo and naming woes, who our founders are, and filling a gap in the market. Hope you enjoy the episode. So there's three people that were kind of like the fundamental idea behind Cheek. Yeah. And that was Kristen. That's uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> myself <laughs> and Catherine. Catherine essentially is like our branding and like our, so she's essentially like the chief creative officer yeah. for Cheek. Yes. But the three of us make up the um, executive team and we are all like founders because yeah. yeah. I don't like the word co-founder. Yeah. And Catherine just like doesn't associate with us in public. Like, she'd like she'd like walk 10 meters <laughs> behind. <laughs> she's gonna hear this and be like fuck off Hannah that's defamation. <laughs> she sees us in the stream she's like oh I have a phone call. <laughs> she, I think she secretly loves us but she's always like yes you too i feel like we're her children that she just like she's we're like her stepchildren that she's like i have to, to be around you know what i mean like well, this stuff is so far from the truth it's honestly so far from the truth we love Catherine. i think we always like Catherine's so cool compared to yeah, us like, she, Catherine's probably one pro maybe the nicest person i know i think yeah and the coolest hannah wrote in our about us page on the website like um Catherine's responsible for bringing down the average heart rate of the group <laughs> yeah. and that is so accurate calming influence yeah i said yeah. it to her like please approve this because i'm so proud of it like <laughs> Oh yeah, I actually didn't think about the. F I thought I assumed she would have just read it when she put it on the website. Yeah, and she would have just changed it if she hated it. <laughs> the onus is on you, Catherine. <laughs> but essentially, the three of us met when we were working for another not-for-profit, and we kind of were like very much had like a separate friendship. So we would like hang out and go for a drink on the side, mm. and then one day we kind of formulated this idea of this like gap in the media market. Yeah, essentially, we did it on a Google Hangout super cool it was in covid times it was because i think we were all just like lying around thinking about things and i think we were all kind of at different um sort of like forks in our careers as well yeah like definitely. thinking about where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do mm -hmm. and like that we'd work together really well yeah um and that we knew we had this friendship that was very much like i think it's and we we're talking about this earlier i think it's different when you meet at a professional level yes so we kind of met at a professional level but volunteering yeah so it was kind of like we we really got a feel for the other people's vision ideas and how we operate more yep. about like our patterns of behavior and like yeah exactly. how we like to be contacted how we like to be asked how we like to be communicated to and how we like to execute our projects yes and we knew it worked yeah exactly i think yeah de definitely like meeting someone at work and kind of building like a work relationship first yeah it definitely sets a different precedent i guess because i guess it's always like and that there are lots of people who have gone into business with friends or partners and it's worked out really well but yeah. i that think scares that me doesn't it it does yeah oh sorry i guess we're in that yes like god after hannah tried so long to be my friend that's fuck off this out okay anyway no i'm just gonna <laughs> footnote i was the boss of hannah yeah so. actually Kristen was my boss and so i was like quite scared of her too because she has a shaved head and like that's that's like serious really scary to me i'm like that's really bold like you have to have a good head shape to do that and you do thank you that was luck that was a direct threat to me <laughs> my head shape yeah. <laughs> She shaves and bleaches her own hair and she has a good shape in her skull. Like, that's a threat to my humanity. I couldn't do that. I, like... I was, when I got my head shaved the first time, I was like, what if I have a weird shaped head? No, you don't. Thank you. Lucky. I'd let you know. Thanks. It's I don't really know nice if I would. Yes. So brave. You should really grow your hair out because you have a really weird shaped head. <laughs> I think you should fix that shears. Um, anyway, so we... Um, yeah, so, yeah, we were talking on this Google Hangout one time. Like, I just finished running for council mm -hmm. and losing. Uh -huh. And um, Catherine <laughs> no, was chasing. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. 
um, and Catherine was changing jobs. Yeah. And just like general, like. Just me, nothing. <laughs> I was about to graduate, essentially. Yeah, COVID realizations. And yeah, I think we were all kind of, I don't know. I guess, I think just at that time, like everyone had so much extra time to think about stuff. I think that we all, in our own way, are very entrepreneurial. I hate that word, mm. but I think that the three of us kind of I think it's bucket list things to like create something from yeah. scratch from the ground and yeah. and monetize it yes. like we really enjoy doing not for profit work but I I remember thinking like I enjoy this so much that why couldn't it be my job yeah agreed like I I think that as someone that didn't have a communications qualification but wanting to go into the field I also saw like print media is dying like the, everywhere you look it's like don't try for a job in journalism don't try for a job in comms like there's so much deterrence mm -hmm. from the idea that you can make a career and make like an like a like a comfortable living yeah. from that line of work but I also was kind of spurred on by the fact that I didn't just want to be a journalist or just want to be like a presenter I wanted to be sort of a public figure that could run a business like I wanted to be entrepreneurial I mm -hmm. wanted to create something of my own and I wanted to, it to be different and 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 represent and and fill a gap yeah exactly yeah I think it was I think it was more the it was more about the idea. It's not like the three mm. of us got together and were like, "How? What kind of business can we start?" Yeah, it, it, we, it, kind of we didn't like. <laughs> we didn't want the business, then have the idea. Yeah, we kind of had the idea, and because of the nature of the three of us, and mm. I think the three of us work together really well. Like Catherine does, you know, all things visual. Um, yeah, because look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, but I'm like, I don't want to say it for both of us, but definitely for me. Like, I can't. I, I can't. cannot execute. No visuals all i can do is sit there and go not that color Catherine. please <laughs> a shade lighter Catherine's like fuck's sake <laughs> <Less> magenta color. <laughs> um, like i know more than you and i'm like i don't know i'm so sorry and then hannah and i are more like about the the word things yes <laughs> we do the words which um, Catherine can do but just doesn't like Catherine yeah, actually can Catherine's do it a all great writer, yeah. yeah it's kind of funny because we're always like do you think we can make Catherine? <laughs> Catherine's a funny one because she's like, I always feel like I want her approval for stuff, even though like she's like, please, I'm holidaying. All of, like, me, I live at the beach, Hannah. Like, I love relaxing. everything I've said tonight. Catherine's never said. <laughs> <laughs> we're not making fun of her. We're making fun of ourselves. Yeah, and like we clearly we love leaning on Catherine. Yeah, we do. She's great. Well, I mean, we couldn't, and we've said this so many times. Like, we couldn't do it without Catherine. Yeah. Literally, Catherine could do it without us. <laughs> <laughs> So I distance myself from you socially. <laughs> Maybe we should have her listen to this. Yeah, no, actually, we should cut out a lot of what we're saying because she wouldn't find. I think she'd be like, "Is that what they think of yeah. me?" And it's not. No, it's not. It's just funny to me. It's always funny because she'd listen and be like, <laughs> "Well, I also think that." Um, and this is something I only really realized like further down the line, and maybe like maybe just like a month ago, perhaps. Is that because I have a PR background oh, and I've been working. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. That's not what I realized. Sorry, that was so weirdly mean, but extremely funny. Like, I couldn't not. Um, and Hannah has a legal background. Thank you for the. the Hannah has a mm, question mark mm. legal. <laughs> Is it? Give some spice back to you. <laughs> that showed you. Thank you. Um, so, with like you know design legal and like pr you could stretch it to marketing and all like. of us can write yeah exactly mm. i i distance myself from marketing specifically but like those three <laughs> things it's like pretty good foundations to build a business it is. on it's different enough that we have overlapping skills yeah enough to um call each other in yeah if we don't agree with something we've done yes exactly yeah. and then when we have to write the privacy policy and be like how do you run this place and i'm like we need a lawyer to check this i don't know how to do it <laughs> or we have to sign something for a cutie student place when i'm just like hannah please <laughs> and i'm like this is just a general clause Kristen. you can't read <laughs> well the problem is i read it i'm just like seems pretty normal. it was normal but you just want to check that it's not yeah but well then... i don't want it to come into some problem and Hannah's just like why the fuck wouldn't you give it to the first with the law degree one of my oh no no i wouldn't be offended trust me i'd be like thank god you saved what me from that dry to... five minutes of reading <laughs> well it's funny like i think i the only time i've ever scored big in the legal knowledge department was that i emailed my partners of real estate on behalf of their house to like get them out of a lease and i did it successfully using oh, some legal that. clauses and i was like mm -mm. but anyone who can read could technically do that <laughs> 
Yeah, but people don't, I don't think. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think to. Yeah. I mean, I write, like, all day, every day for a job, and I wouldn't even think to use. Yeah. You so, can. Good for you. Or just don't overthink it. They just have terrible language, but it's exactly what you think it means. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Moving forward. What's a tip for but, the listeners? But, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not qualified to give listeners tips. <laughs> well, you are actually. Yes, that's true. I am. Let's, let's say it again. Sorry. What did you say? <laughs> you are qualified, actually. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are like. I'm qualified. I have a law degree. Yes, yeah, so I'm not. A, I'm not a practicing solicitor, but I have oh, a law degree. Who cares about that? that's so stupid? Like this is why you don't understand clauses because who cares about that? Well, there's it's different, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> This is what I don't understand. Like, comms is a very, like, different degree to a lot of degrees. Yes, it so is. So it's just like, you do it, then you're just... You're there. You're there. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm about to pursue a comms master, so we'll see what I think is there. Yes. Well, then you can compare the two. Comms is so much easier than law, I'm sure. Well, that's what I said. My aunt made fun of me the other day because I was like, this master's going to be a piece of cake compared. And she was like, master's a piece of cake. She was like, that's ridiculous. And I was like, no, it's not. I could have done my master's while asleep. Okay, Kristen, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding up you. I knew you were going to say something like that. And I was like, here it goes. And look, okay, because I feel like everyone who I said that to, they're like, if they want to annoy me, they'd be like, well, you must have got sevens then. Like, <laughs> no, okay. No, I value sevens. my time and energy. Exactly. I was doing other things, like okay. founding a media company. If you running out for there counseling. are listening to this and you got sevens, that is, that is so great. Yeah, good for you. Good seriously. for you. But personally... The energy it takes to get a six is not worth the extra energy it takes to get a seven. Yeah. The difference is huge. But a six, I think a six is achievable, but a seven is like overworked. Well, for me, I am never doing one thing. Like yeah. I couldn't, I could never have just done, like uni took me many years because I was doing everything else. So I was like, mm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do whatever while yeah. I'm at uni. Um, uni could never for me be my one thing that I did. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people, they can do that. But for me, I'm just like... I don't know if it's like ADD, but I just like, I require lots of different projects to be on the go. I know what you mean. So when I'm at, when I finish uni, I'm not going to, it's not like, oh, I just finished uni with a distinction or high distinction. It's like, I finished uni and also I achieve these other things at the same time. That's to me, like, that's, I don't know, just how I do things. Yeah. I'm about to start a full-time job, full-time masters and running cheek. Well, not running, but co-running cheek. And I'm actually sleeping a lot just to prepare like i'm 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 trying i know it's gonna i'm gonna thrive but it's a bit terrifying it was about a year ago that we started talking about it oh no it wasn't i think it might have been april or may May. yeah Yeah. may fuck it's it's a lot's happened i know it's been quite a time because i got the abn in june okay great yeah and we would have decided on the name already yeah, and that we, took so long. Yeah, we spent so much time. Like two working. weeks. Yeah. Which actually is so long for us considering we do an article a day now, but we spent two weeks on one word between three people. Yeah, well, we were really keen to pick something that we weren't going to hate in like a month. Yeah, I think that was a huge concern, like not growing with it. So we, when we chose the name, we had so many different ideas oh so many and i think it was because we weren't sure honestly it was quite funny because you were very much about like i want something that looks neat and Mm -hmm. has like a certain look about the font sort of thing like you were very much about the look whereas i was more about like the actual word the yeah the word and and the sort of the groove of the word and like what it meant and how it could be perceived and all these sort of things yeah i think a lot of the names we came up with were cool but they didn't suit a media company yes exactly and some we for a little while were kind of going with the like woman's name kind of Mm. vibe like um jezebel type of thing um and then we also i think we for a very short amount of time considered doing some type of playoff our names because all of our all three of our middle initials are L. Yeah. And I think yours and Catherine's, you're Louise. both Louise. Yeah. And I'm so, Lee. Creative. Yeah. It's Super not creative. really dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, if you hear this, you agree. I know you agree. <laughs> or Catherine's mum. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, so we thought about that, but then we we're like, eh, like three L's. You know, it's <laughs> not super inspiring. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I think it's hard because, again, it's really hard to pick something that you're going to hate. Yes, exactly. And we didn't want like a... 
like a verb or like a, an adjective because it was yeah. kind of just like we don't want to kind of confine ourselves to one thing that sounds really tacky but it's hard to try and project a name onto something that you have no idea what it will end up being exactly and we were very aware that our brand was going to evolve yeah um which we'll talk about soon because i think that's something that we've we were just talking about this in real life mm. about how much it's evolved and it hasn't even been three months as we're recording for a while i really wanted an x in it do you remember that uh, when i was obsessed with it <laughs> i was i was not sure like because i have i hadn't seen you in a while so when you were messaging about this i was like oh my god like <laughs> i wish i could have said Kristen, forget the x but i had you know when over message you haven't seen someone in a while you're not going to see them for a while so you try to like pitter patter around them for a bit i was like i'm not gonna i looked up every word with an x i made up words with an x i tried so hard i was like do you want roman numerals what do you want <laughs> And you're like, you were like maybe in the center or on either end. Like you wanted it, you wanted it to kind of almost be a palindrome for a while there. You were were so obsessed with the consistency and like an organized word. You're like, my name's Kristen with two eyes. So I want something (laughs) that reflects the consistency in my life. (laughs) Or like a word with a double, like a double letter, which is obviously we have cheek, double E. But there was one that I was really obsessed with for a while. I can't remember what it was. I think it was one of the X ones, like Jinx or something like that. Oh, it wasn't Jinx. There was Ollie that you were obsessed with for a while. Yeah, spell wasn't it spelled O? There was a Beatrix thing we were thinking. Beat or oh, tricks. tricks. Yes, yeah. I was obsessed with tricks. See, looking back, I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it doesn't have any value to us anymore. Yeah, that's like, true. It, we don't associate it with anything. Yeah, and at the I time like it, we were putting everything into that word. Yes, exactly. What if this word was everything in our lives? Like yes. branded. We were just like we had a group chat on Instagram, which is probably the worst platform we could have it chosen. It is. For this it's so bad to organize things. Yes, and we just like kept sending each other words for weeks. It was, and poor Catherine would come in like every five days and be like, um. There would be like 200 <laughs> under messages that kind of be like, please take this elsewhere. Like I couldn't feel it. I felt so bad. Uh, <laughs> she still wishes that. Yeah. Catherine's like the nice, the nicest one. She'll never tell us to just go somewhere, <laughs> but we know she wants to. It's so funny. Go, go away, please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we love you, Catherine. <laughs> um... Catherine is our definitely our like biggest supporter, I think. Yeah, she's the the two of us. Are she just has like, to be because otherwise she'd be gone. Yeah, yeah, she's because we are the two like we forge ahead. <laughs> we're like Catherine. We made seven decisions at <laughs> the minute you were gone. Yeah, is that okay? We're just like this. Yeah, that. No, Catherine. It's it's more just like Catherine. Is it okay if we do like if we set our house on fire? Do this, do that. She'll like. I'm just going to question number yeah. one there, but the other seven you can go Sounds with. Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> So, and for those who don't know, Catherine um, designed the site. Yes. And built the site and did the logo. Um, did everything that yeah. we're incapable of doing because yeah. she's our requirement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and because we both, I think, uh, probably you more so with the logo, very specific. Yes. I think I was more specific with colouring and things. Yeah. 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 So the whole time was Catherine, like, you know, like giving her options and <laughs> being like, the purple. Can you just make it a bit less pink? <laughs> well, it's because I think that I'm, it's really strange to me because I'm not an aesthetic person, but I have a lot of opinions about when certain colors are put together. Yeah. Like I, there's certain things that just really irk me mm-hmm. and Catherine is so aesthetic, so much more aesthetic than me. So I don't know why I'm in any position to ever be like, <laughs> I don't like the flare <laughs> But Catherine was so patient with me. God bless her. I was yeah. like, it's a bit too magenta. Can we go more for a fuchsia? <laughs> it's a bit too magenta. Can we go for like more of like a rosy pink? Can we go, no, can, it, it, it. It's too rosy pink. Oh, poor Catherine. <laughs> and I'm so glad she stuck with the pop of fluoro. Yep. Same. Yeah, because she was like the fluoro. Well, it's interesting because I don't like, I don't know why I know it's unfair, but I really repel like out, like I... I really repel girly things in terms of like our website is quite feminine looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's obviously in terms of we don't want to main, we don't want to define that pink is feminine, blah, blah, yeah. blah, but it is. Yeah. And it's inherently like, if you looked at a site, you would think it was something for women. Yeah. You would just assume that by the nature of like the sort of aesthetic and, and, the, and the coloring and things. Um, and I was like a bit scared about that, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I like, I'm so used to it now that I love it. It's like second nature, but I was kind of thinking about all these things at the time. Like you don't realize how much you think about what sort of, what you're communicating to an audience when Mm. you pick things like a color for a logo, like it's so much. And I, I've had no experience in deciding and defining those things before. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is those type of pastels that we have, like 
probably mostly the pink and the, the different types of pinks mm. and the purple are like are, in my opinion like more millennial than they are feminine yeah that's actually really true yeah that's that was my kind of thought when i and i think that our brand even though i know hannah is a gen z technically oh, but it's God. like quite inherently millennial you need me <laughs> <laughs> just gotta keep my finger on the pulse yeah you, <laughs> gen z, you need to keep up <laughs> Um, but I actually didn't, I don't think I, I didn't really have much feedback about the logo. Well, I think for me, the actual word, the title needed to be, um, something that had like a double meaning. Like I needed a Mm. double edged sword. Like cheek is funny because it's like a fun, the word structure is nice. It looks nice, but it also has many meanings. And I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, and it, and it, it's it's malleable in terms of running runoff segments and things with that yes, word. Yeah. And we use them. Yes. Yeah. Our podcast. Yeah. But I liked that it was so um, sort of versatile as a word. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And it, it suits the color scheme. It, yes, it just works. It really does. It, Especially I love the K. I love how the K looks. Yeah. And yeah. that winky face. Catherine, I know. I'm obsessed with the winky face. So, I remember the first, cause I was actually like busy the day that you I was were actually Catherine. busy. <laughs> I'm actually really busy, so you're lucky that I'm even here. You were here eating nachos. <laughs> I was super busy. Well, I was. Un- it was unusual that I was not on my phone the yeah. night that my Spy you Kids and watch Catherine was off. My- had I left my Spy Kids watch at home? I wasn't getting my notifications. Um, the day that Hannah and Catherine were on our group chat, which we'd migrated to Facebook, you'd be pleased to know, like going back and forth on the logo, mm. and so I like came in much later, and I was like, oh my god, the wink face. Obsessed yeah. with it, which it's is so it, cute. I just loved the circle. I just loved the logo. Whereas you were like, came in for that wink hot. You were yeah. like, you were like, I want to have sex with the wink. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I was like, the wink, oh the wink, like, oh, the wink. Yeah, it's just I love it when it's like at the end of the word. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you hear this? Well, I love. You'd it. swipe on the wink. I would swipe hard on the wink. I don't know which way is yes, left. I always get it wrong. I, I think you swipe left. Left. Yeah. I would swipe left on the wink. Anyway. I think the thing was that what we realized early was there isn't a market for for truly good women's media. Yeah. I think it's either... And I'm not saying that there's none. I think that the big names fail. Mm. And I think that the ones that are less known can be too serious, too dramatic, or not very accessible. Yes. Um... And they're kind of for an older audience, I find, a lot of the time. And it looks, yeah. it doesn't kind of have a millennial vibe. Like, I think, like, like I really enjoy reading Women's Agenda, but it's a very serious tone. Yeah. Also, the website is not very nice to go to. Yes. I mean that nicely. I yes. actually was just thinking in my head, like, I'm not going to drag any of them. But <laughs> no, I, just, well, I mean, the one to drag, very... the one to drag is Mamma Mia. Yeah. I mean, we've already done that. If you scroll back, but our most popular episode. You, you cannot can go onto their articles without, it's just so easy to tear. Yeah. And, and also just the quality even. Mm. And that's the other thing that like the quality mm. is just missing from so many. And I, I know that this is a much wider problem than, you know, oh, journalists don't know how to do grammar anymore, but it's like they're being pumped so hard mm. that things are not like being checked. Like no one's care and ca- nobody cares about the detail of these articles anymore. They're just churned out. Like from my perspective as a PR person, there have been so many times. So basically, if you don't know, very basic PR is the PR person will write a media release, send it to the journalist, and the journalist will write a detailed article based on that media release. There have been so many times where I have just seen my media release be pasted into a news article, mm. in quotes. With and a completely different format. Exactly. And like there have even been times like the headlines that I've written for a media release have been like just pasted onto the headline of a journalist's article. Mm. And I mean... I guess in some ways it's fine on that from that perspective because it's like oh cool my exact messaging has been gotten across but yeah. it's just like it makes your job easier but it, yeah. you see this lack of quality and time exactly and then as a reader I'm like this is so boring like give me an adjective yeah, please please give me an opinion exactly it's so it's just very dull very and then you go to like I don't know a bunch of different news outlets and they're all saying the exact same thing yeah and I know that there's definitely a space for opinionless reporting and i think that it's important that we do have that in the world but you know again like just give me some spice give me some like interest make me want to read and yeah. that's definitely lacking 
Oh, absolutely. And like a lot of the time, I mean, something I've noticed in a lot of them is just one line, one line, one, like one sentence paragraphs forever. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing meaningful. There's no build up. There's just absolutely no structure that kind of eggs me on to read. It's just dot point. It's also just like five letter words. I know that we're writing and I'm glad that we're writing at an audience that can comprehend it. But for example, like I read a bunch of US political coverage on sort of like lower tier media sites that were aimed and geared for women. And my confusion is, are we writing is the writing stupid or because there's a prejudice against women's journalism? Mm -hmm. Like, is are we writing this simply because we think it's like what women want to read and how they want to read? I don't think so. I think that we should raise the bar for yeah. journalism that's geared towards empowering women. Because yeah. I think the issue is, like, we read this article the other day that was like, Trump is a bully. Oh, yeah. And it was like the the harshest word they used was bully. And it was like, is that <laughs> what you're going to use to describe one of the biggest political superpowers mm. that has essentially destabilized democracy? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, can we not can we not do better? Yeah. And it was it was basically like bullies don't win. That was kind mm. of the and also apart from the fact because when I read that, I'm like, he did win. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was just like. It's not um, journalism that's accessible. It's actually simplified to the point where you think your reader is stupid and it's actually borderline disrespectful. Yeah, that's what I think as well. Yeah. And it's and it's also boring. Like yeah. I know some articles, um, and I think Mamma Mia is uh, definitely guilty of this. They're so long, mm. but they're not actually saying anything. saying anything. It's like you're just trying to get people to scroll, continue to, to scroll. Your ads. Exactly. It's just going past three ads. I actually, who was it? Oh, Urban List I was on today. So many ads. Yeah. It's everywhere. And there's this banner they ad that keeps to. popping like up from on the top. Yeah. And it's like a really thick, it was probably they want an accidental 15 click. centimeters on my screen. They want an accidental click. Yes. And it was just like, it kept like sliding down and sliding up and sliding down. I'm just like, I'm just trying to look at some cool Airbnbs that yeah. look like spaceships. And it's just like, it's... I think it was like NAB or something. It's just, it's too much. But I guess it's saying, it's communicating a lot about their need for advertisers and the fact that people are under the pump to produce more work yeah. for less money and they're desperate for clicks. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's quite concerning. Yeah. But then I wonder like, you, you need to pick up your game. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm obviously not as, as familiar with like big corporation, big media, um, what kind of output they each have, but the quality is not there. No, it's not. And it just makes you like, we were just talking before a lot of Hannah's friends don't read a lot. Mm. They mostly listen to and watch their content yeah. instead of reading articles. And that's something that surprised me. But then I realized it's because I've paid for subscriptions to things. Yes. So if I didn't have this, like I have a subscription to the Washington post and the New York times. Yeah. And so I read a lot of news. Like I wouldn't subscribe to any Australian newspaper because most are conservative and Murdoch and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. With the times I read, I have, two that come into my inbox daily that I've subscribed to, like an international news and then like a great fiction read, a non-fiction read, mm -hmm. like creative non-fiction. And then I have like certain newsletters I'm subscribed to from like the Saturday paper and things that come into my inbox. So that's Australian, like I have something, but I read my content because I pay for it. Yeah. But then I realized that if I wasn't paying for those subscriptions to those higher end, higher quality mm -hmm. um, sort of like publications, I probably wouldn't be reading my content. Yeah. So I would turn to podcasts things because I pay for Spotify and things, but I didn't realize that my friends were them. I, I assumed that everyone's main intake was like mine when I didn't realize it was, it was through podcasts and, and videos. Yeah. And I think that by the very nature of like having to produce when you are relying fully on podcasts and video content, it's late. Mm. Um, unless, unless we're talking like news coverage that has been, you know, kind of trans formed into a YouTube video style thing. And a lot of the news sites like seven and nine have those videos embedded into yeah. their articles. But I think written journalism, if you're not sitting in front of the TV is the quickest way to yeah. get the most updated news. Yeah. Cause unless I'm watching the ABC, I'm not going to be watching the news. And I don't really watch, yeah. I don't think many of us watch television anymore. My TV's not plugged into the wall. Yeah. Neither. We get our Google Chrome for Netflix and things. Yeah, we don't same. actually watch anything via satellite. Like Ariel. No. Yeah. I also just wouldn't trust the news on the TV. I don't think, no. to be honest. It's too quick. If I care about something enough that I'm going to read about, I want to read about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that like digital written news is the quickest yeah. at the moment. That's just kind of how it is. I guess like maybe radio as well, but yeah. also I don't listen to the radio. 
neither. I cancelled the radio when they... Yeah. That's podcast, I guess. But I don't really listen to podcasts. It's just not... Not you. No. I only listen to our podcast, so it's going to be embarrassing when my Spotify wrapped comes out. It's me listening to myself because I'm checking (laughs) that it's all working fine. (laughs) Jesus. Make sure you share it. Or it might be The Daily. We're big Actually, fans yeah, of the, Daily. Matt, the only podcast I listen to is The Daily. Besides, yeah, I listen to the. I'm trying to listen to The Daily every day. Yeah, it's good. It's a bit grim sometimes. I mean, it's also hard because I do need to find something that's Australian that covers the news well. The Signal does that for the ABC, but I, I would like something. I'm thinking about also apparently the Daily Briefing is really good. Yeah, the one I used to listen to was unfortunately a Mamma Mia one. Ah, so I had to cancel it. Yeah, just kidding. Don't say the word cancel. <laughs> The other thing that I like particularly, you know, I think we did definitely fill the gap with um, more accessible women's media because as we kind of started saying, a lot of like women's agenda, like we're not competing with Mm. um, news sites like that. It's very, to be honest, and I know this might be an ignorant thing to say, but to me, like women's agenda is doom and gloom. Like Mm. when have they ever reported something happy? Mm. And even though I know that it is you know, important to stay updated with these things. Like sometimes I just can't read about that stuff again, which is what we, when we first talking about cheek, we wanted to talk about serious issues in an accessible and, um, you know, appropriately funny way and then talk about silly things in a very serious way, like beans. Yeah. (laughs) What is your Heinz beans flavor? Yeah. great great depth yes and then let's talk about this sort of you know major political piece and let's break it down in a way that makes people understand but it's also a bit funny yeah to have a laugh at donald trump at the same in the same breath that you're saying (laughs) democracy may be dead yeah and it's not about (laughs) it's not laughing about those things but it's saying like in order to process them and to make and in order to educate people Mm. you have to know it well enough to be able to explain it in an accessible way yeah but if you can't at some points have a lighter note to discuss it on then you can't really Really, you, my mental health depends on it if i'm being yeah. honest like in order to continue working in media which i love doing mm-hmm. i have to be able to comprehend and digest and and laugh it out with other people yeah exactly and i think that's kind of i mean we see that reflected in society with meme culture yeah absolutely um so you know it's not you know it's not like we i mean i'm not claiming that we invented it but i think it's like pretty obvious that that's what people kind of want slash need particularly in this day and age when we're being bombarded with so much stuff um and another thing that we wanted to the, the another like part of the gap that we um were always wanting to fill with cheek is for young people specifically yeah because i think that i mean speaking from anecdotal experience and you know like my friends and i etc like we just avoid a lot of mainstream news sites yeah. like Australian avoid Courier Mail avoid Channel 7 avoid yeah. <laughs> and so like we would go to you know the Guardian or the ABC yep. as like some very like prominent examples but even then and even though there are a lot of journals who work there who are young every I just I still believe even though like I'm 27 and you know by all counts like a proper grown-up adult but i still feel like the world is not creating content for us in that in the mainstream arena like it's kind of like oh well the young people they have their youtube and their social media and i just think that the you know real grown-up serious media is just not producing for us no and it's also like i think people are expecting like i think one of the most valuable educational resources in the past year has been tiktok yeah people have learned so much from tiktok it's so weird how many times people are like oh i was reading about the um, <laughs> yeah. genocide i was learning about them from some indigenous tiktok educators yeah it's great it's i mean it's so valuable but it's yeah. like it's it's unfortunate that that's what we're relying on is like yep. apps that are made and were designed for meme culture and now educating young people yeah and i mean they're going further than the new sites are able to or can or have been for the past decade yeah or care to no that's ex- and the thing is youth media and this is one of the greatest comments we saw i think in a lead up to us launching cheek was one of the tweets was why is youth-led media in australia like obsessed with just posting like oh the top 10 tweets on this issue and not covering the issue yes like why is no one like let's break down what an impeachment means let's break down the waves of feminism let's break down the glass ceiling Mm -hmm. instead they're like 
<clears throat> let's see what the top 10 people are saying on the, fun- the 10 funniest tweets about, you know, Zac Efron breaking up with this person on the top 10 funniest Instagram posts about, you know, like this show on Netflix. It's yeah. not really covering. Like, Junkie has dedicated an entire site to Bachelor recaps. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, we- I think, I don't know what it is. Are they underestimating, underestimating our interest in like true news mm-hmm. or or do they feel like they don't have a place to write for it like i don't understand what the gap is i wonder and this has just popped into my head so it's not a particularly well-crafted thought but i wonder if it's just because people in charge are not us like it's, <laughs> i don't mean like us as in you and i why is it not me and you we want it to be <laughs> um uh, so I meant are not Young like people. of our gen- yeah generation. Um, so there's you know the people in charge are still the fifty year olds and the plus, the and boomers. they don't know what we want exactly. So they're just like, oh, the kids they like Instagram. Yep. Write an article with Instagram. Well, BuzzFeed even misses the mark a lot of the time. Yeah. I find like they're not really ever getting to the nitty gritty of the point. No, they're diverting you elsewhere always. Exactly, it's always distraction content. Well, even um, so I was looking up uh like Bridgerton content. Yeah. Um, when I finished watching it and so like at the top of every news every like google search I did it was like the top 10 lady whistle down quotes that will work so well on your instagram captions they had multiple articles fuck? with just a we, list of Bridgerton quotes if your captions for your are instagram Bridget, please I can't the fact of the matter is that anyone posting captions that are just copies from tv shows or songs like that's so fast and 12 <laughs> for starters <laughs> <laughs> so sorry but it is yeah but it's confusing to me like that's the thing but that, that's not what people want no i would much rather take and if i'm gonna go for shitty content i would much rather have a which british character are you yeah then same. what should you put as your caption on instagram like yeah we're in one of the most complicated political climates and pandemics the world has ever seen and you're like what lady whistle down quote like i but i'm <laughs> so many of them was like the best captions to spill the tea Fuck. i'm like that's not even doesn't even make sense you're just trying to be like oh what other kind of grabby phrases can we put i'm in confused here? because my sometimes and i'm not sure if this is just me i would like to know if there's any feedback from anyone about this but sometimes i think like is it because i'm an i'm a minority in my own generation Am I interested in no one else is? Like, I'm sure the thing is, is that Gen Z especially Mm. is sold as being this like politically geared generation of children who've grown up like wanting to change the world. Mm -hmm. And yet all of our media just refuses to reflect that. Yeah. And I'm confused. Like, have, has it been sold to me that we're, we're like this and we're not like, are we not interested? Cause like, we're still continuing to consume this contact. There's not really that much pushback. I, I just think that it's just not there. Yeah. Like, we're just trying to, we're still looking for it and it's not there. I hate that. Me too. Which is why we started Cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back to it. I know I've just gone on a rant, but... I... But it's all about, like, what, we're, what we want to do. Yeah, it is. I think it's about, like, I, th- I think it's really hard at this moment. Like, one of the things we discussed earlier was that we didn't think that this site was going to be as political as it became, but mm. I guess it's also a product of the time we're living in. Yes. Um, but I think that we sort of saw it as like the gap between the fun top 10 thing. Yeah. Not tweets, for God's sake. <laughs> but like the top 10, you know, like the, the best scenes of this movie or the best or the best reads of 2020, like things that are still interesting but yeah. productive in terms of like sites you should be looking at, places you should be donating to, like mm-hmm. actually sort of like progressively inclined lists and like easy grabs yep. to lengthy pieces and reporting. Yeah. Um, and I think that we kind of wanted the best of both worlds and yet already it's emerged that the most content that people are consuming, like the, the, the stuff that's the most clickable is the stuff that's the most serious, which is surprising. Yeah. yeah, we were surprised because again, we didn't want it. We didn't want to be doom and gloom because yeah. even though I think there's a, a time and a place for that, we didn't want to always be delivering like bad news. Yeah. Um, I think also because we launched two days before the US election. Mm. It was Best just day kind of, ever. Yeah, <laughs> like inevitable that we, um, you know, would write about that stuff and, you know, people were very interested in that kind of content, which I think was, uh, I guess, expected. I think for me, it, the reason it was a little bit surprising was I just thought, but everybody's re- writing about that. That's like everybody's covering this stuff. Um, and that's kind of what I felt with this podcast as well. But I think that I actually think, and again, we were talking about this earlier, I don't 
we don't know how many podcasts there are like ours that actually delves into politics in a real way and not societal issues no. on their own and not just being progressive people talking about topics that might be taboo yeah. but actually talking about politics yeah it's not like oh my god you know um it's not talking about oh female pleasure and how taboo it is yeah that was actually delving into political issues in the u.s and here specifically but like the actual problems yeah and interactions and outcomes as opposed to like I think it's really controversial that, you know, um, the the male pill failed. Like, yeah. it, it, that's still important. Yeah. But I think that sometimes we get progressive podcasts that are just sort of throwing controversial things into the air to grab a listener, to grab a title. And it's important. Yeah. But sometimes it's important to actually discuss what people don't know, why they don't know it, and what we can do about it. Yeah, exactly. And there's definitely nothing wrong with that kind of content. Like, it has its place. But once again, when we started Cheek, we were very specific and passionate about filling a gap. Yeah. And, I mean, there's no gap in that. Like, everyone, lots of people are doing it. I shouldn't say everyone because it's still, you know, quite groundbreaking in some respects. I I think that if we came on and said, like, no one's ever spoken about the female <laughs> orgasm. It's like, that's not true because yeah. we have people like Abby Chatfield and a lot of like, there's sexologists at mm. the moment are, have a huge platform on Instagram. Yeah. So do a lot of progressive women that want to kind of like break through the walls yes. and they're doing well, but it's like, it would be a lie for us to come on here and say like, the Groundbreaking fir- yeah, we are yeah. the first, like it's not the moon landing. Like we're yeah. not, you know, like, yeah, exactly. And another thing that we, oh, Um, definitely wanted to do was go a step further than um, like yelling into our echo chamber Mm. and we're very aware that our brand you know aligns with people like us we're not we know that there's not very many and we we know that we're extremely privileged white women yeah exactly in successful positions like we know that we are in very sort of privileged positions, but and we're not attempting to just to sort of conceal that. Yes. But no. you're right. Yeah. Yes. And that and that's just how our brand is at the moment. And I think that just naturally, even like women owned businesses naturally attract women, which yeah. is just a fact. Um, I think it's really annoying because it, it means that like that's kind of We're missing that's a not ton- really the we're point. missing we're missing a key sort of element, a pillar of what we want to do. Yes, exactly. It's very irritating. But we wanted to go beyond the like I think that there's a lot of just, particularly online, just outrage. Oh, well, you know, we're outraged about this and we're outraged about that and this is unacceptable and we don't like this. But go beyond that. It's like, okay, well, why has this happened? Mm. What can we do about it? What can you at home do yeah. today to help, like, you know, start to fix this com- fix this uh, problem by having a conversation or voting or um changing the bank that you use yeah. just things like that like actual actionable things and tidbits that you can do because for me personally that is something that I've definitely struggled with over the last couple of years it's like seeing um I mean it's really easy to get overwhelmed by the problems of the world um and I'm lucky enough to have very good mental health and I get overwhelmed by the world so I can only imagine for anyone who struggles with any kind of mental health issues how they feel but for me, it's very helpful to me to do things like, and this is such a simple example, but like recycle. Yeah. It's like, okay, I sort my recycling. Like I know that I'm not changing the world with my recycling bin, but just like understanding how that works is very helpful to me in terms of, not just in terms of the literal waste that I'm yeah. creating, I'm but what you mean. in terms of like understanding how, we need how what we can do and how we can fix these problems yeah. that we're we're having and like understanding how to engage other people in conversation and you know if i'm going to donate i'm very you know say passionate about recycling can i put my money towards you know some type of cause that is making it easier or better or more accessible just like small things i think it's very important to like take big issues as bite-sized chunks i just think that having these conversations that uh we try to really hard to be free from any type of like judgment or like what's finger wagging <laughs> is that what you'd call it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she was doing it she was physically for doing a moment, it I was just like closed captioning what i was doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
yeah finger wagging um and actually finger pointing even finger pointing that one's even worse probably yeah wagging is just like caution <laughs> wagging is like the orange light and pointing is the red um, the green is the peace sign <laughs> Um, and or- orange and red lighting people. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, point is we try to like put out actionable content that's not like let's abolish <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> like, like how it, do you do it, that? It's also like fast fashion. Like yes. I'm terrible with um, having sort of an understanding of what brands. Like I kind of always held the belief that like the more expensive the item was, that meant that the less they were engaged in like fast fashion. Interesting. But then I realized like it only was recently that I was kind of like, hang on a second, like I actually need to research which brands have sustainable and ethical mm-hmm. like ways of making and producing the clothing. Like I was just kind of assuming like high end meant that it wasn't. But I was like, why? Why does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. I never looked into it. I just assumed that. Yeah. So I was like, I'm buying cheap clothes. I'm an f up. You know what I mean? It's not true. Well, I guess like fur is expensive. Yeah, but mm. I think about like Cotton On is one of the highest rated, um, like sustainable brands. Really? Like they have like a triple A rating. Like it's what? impressive. Do you buy them? I'm suspicious. Well, I used to work there. Interesting. Oh, sorry. I mean, do you buy the ratings? Oh, uh... like a heart, like the Heart Foundation tick. Oh, well, this one's different. Well, they also do a lot of um, charity work. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff. They have a lot. Like they, a... they might offset their carbon or something. Because when as I well. worked there, it was a genuine thing. Right. Like it was a very, very genuine thing that like you would get in trouble if you didn't offer the charity. But it's kind of just like it is a hundred percent goes to the charity. Like I know that that's okay. like a very big thing for them with the products, and even actually the way the clothing is made is apparently like very highly rated. Interesting. And then I'm like, I never really looked into these things, but like I always kind of got off on like, well, I'm poor, so it's like mm. it's not true. Like I'm not, I'm not thriving like i can't just go out and buy something expensive yeah but i always kind of like let myself off the hook by saying like why well, need this and like it's like one you don't need it mm-hmm. and two like you aren't really considering these things yeah and it's like part of this is when i would write about it i would research it and then i would realize like oh i never knew the markers for a good piece of clothing mm-hmm. i never knew like which brands were better i honestly just like always shunned op shopping because i was like it doesn't work for me i'm a huge person it doesn't work for me mm-hmm. but i didn't really try like i knew that yeah and so it's like i needed to research myself write about it and then learn like it, it helps me working and doing this helps me better my choices in certain ways because i'm educating myself and then helping educate others on like what to do and not to just yeah. like dismiss it in a way yes yeah i think that i've probably never read so much like information as i have since in the last three months since yeah we've been writing Same. because we also like um, a very committed to responsible journalism. Yeah. Not just going to write like some random things. And we always like link back and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I think it seems like a lot of places don't do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or they just, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. I mean, mm, I don't know. <sighs> I've read the journalism I'm watching code. Kristen filter right now. <laughs> live. I've like read the, Pizza Hut has sent me three different messages since we ordered. That's why you don't go to Pizza Hut, right? Go away. They've texted me and they emailed me twice. When we started, I think we had like vague ideas of how we would make money. (laughs) Very vague. (laughs) We're like, we're so excited. (laughs) It'll happen. (laughs) We'll become influencers. (laughs) As if. I'm so bad with influencer culture. Yeah, no, we didn't think that. I would laugh so hard if someone was like, put this on your face (laughs) and advertise it. I'd be like, fuck off. Well, we actually um, tried placing Google ads on our site yes. before it launched and it got rejected. Yes. And we believe that's because there was so much political, sexual sort of content on our site. Like, yes. just like, there's not really, we don't really, uh, we're not, we're not going to stop writing about that stuff because we need ads. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's, that was interesting. Yeah. And I, that's not even something I expected to, because I thought when I first put on. Well, honestly, I thought like, Pornhub has ads. That's Why true. wouldn't we? That's what I think. That's true. Well, when when we first, um, basically, I just set up the account so it would be ready because I wasn't super keen to have ads from the get go. Yeah, same. Um, because I thought I don't, you know, it's like not. I mean, our venture is not a cash grab. Yeah, basically. And I was like, oh, but I'll set up the thing and I'll because it's kind of like you have to like do this thing with the coding, blah blah. Anyway, so I set it up and seemed to be all good and, like, placed it on the website. You place this little, like, 
piece of code on the website and then we got an email that said it was rejected and it doesn't tell you why it's rejected it just gives you like a few reasons why it might it might be and then it was like fix this content and get back to us and i was like well I don't know what's wrong with it. Fix. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what's wrong with it. So, and we kind of just like discarded it. One, because we didn't, we weren't like, mate, we weren't creating cheek to make ad revenue from Google. Mm. Um, and also because like, well, it could be any of those reasons. Yeah. We spend all this time for it maybe to work and maybe to not. So I think that was, I mean, that made me really angry. Yeah. Actually, not because we weren't going to make money. Also, because, like, the first, you know, week, I was like, we're not going to get, like, a million clicks. Exactly. Um, Imagine if we did. Imagine. We would have missed out on so much revenue. Yeah. But I was like, this is, like, ridiculous, actually. And, like, we're not in the business of kind of censoring ourselves to be, like, ad-friendly. Monetized. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's something that I think a lot about. Like, I think that's why I'm so sensitive to ads when I go to those other media sites like especially the ones with like a full page of ads on the background and just the article is like not even half the page in the middle and we've been having some problems on facebook (laughs) imagine zuck he's just like mark zuckerberg's like (laughs) cancelled he's a fucking lizard (laughs) (laughs) and facebook is the same like our reach on facebook is the smallest fraction of our followers and we actually have a actually quite a valid theory and it's because Whenever you try and advertise a political article on Facebook, you need a special permission. Mm. So what happens is, for example, if we posted an article about Miley Cyrus, it would probably reach, like Facebook would allow it to reach at the start, maybe half. So essentially when you advertise on Facebook, you have a bar at the bottom that tells you how far your reach is, even if you haven't paid. It just tells you like how many people saw or clicked Mm -hmm. on the article. Now, when you post something like, we it's prominent and for example like an article that we wanted to promote and pay like ten dollars for four days of advertising for facebook reviews the post and then either advertises it or, or rejects it and usually they they have to advertise it mm-hmm. but every time we've tried to advertise a political piece they've declined they've mm. rejected it and what happens when they've rejected it is they've then suppressed the piece yeah so even I've shared it to my personal pages and have had like 10 people see it out of mm. a thousand friends on Facebook flex. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know half of them. It's classic year eight and nine Facebook stages, but you know what I mean? Like what happens is they purposefully hide the article from people because they've rejected it and seen it as a political piece, which they don't want to promote in people's feeds. Yeah. So we've had a lot of like pushback from Facebook about a lot of our content because it's been like too sexy, too political, yeah. too forward. And it's a big struggle. Well, even the problem with the political pieces, there was one specific article that I wrote um, about Julie Gillard. Yes. And um, it wasn't, it was more about like women paving the way. It like, was about the like the hill to climb to sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like shattering the glass ceiling type mm. thing. And I used politics as an example because it's a very easy example to use and i use julia gillard and hillary clinton but it wasn't really about politics it was not about politics at all but the it image didn't... was gillard doing the misogyny speech and i think that's why I think yeah. it was just the image and it got rejected by facebook for being too political i was like this is it's not even about politics, politics the but it exemplars. has a p- politician yeah. at the front the anecdote is political mm. but the yes interestingly like that our political content is the one that people engage uh, is the content that people engage with the most but it's also being suppressed exactly it's very frustrating like we had a post yesterday that reached 15,000 people that we didn't advertise with Facebook yeah and then we have a post that Facebook rejects and we get 12 people that see it yeah so it's just all over the place yeah exactly and that the thing that re- reached 12,000 people was very political mm-hmm. and like more political than the other stuff yeah probably one of we our didn't most attempt political. to pay to yeah. have it promoted yeah. so facebook didn't even identify it it flew under it's like flew under their radar in a yeah sense. no it's so frustrating it is if you found us just totally relatable and quirky <laughs> come back next wednesday for a new episode until then head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over until then bye goodbye